If you're a business owner and you don't see time as your most valuable resource, or you're not sure exactly how much your time is actually worth, you're likely not treating your time well. Welcome to The Upper Hand, where we talk mindset, entrepreneurship, branding, and design, giving you the strategy, hacks, and tactics you need to gain the competitive advantage in your business. Here's your host, Gianna Cambria. Perspective dictates how we treat what we have. And when it comes to time, this is our most valuable resource. Unlike money, we can never get more of it or get wasted time back. And we naturally tend to waste things when we think we have more of it than we need, but we'll usually take better care of things if we think it's limited in supply. If you're a business owner and you don't see time as your most valuable resource, or you're not sure exactly how much your time is actually worth, you're likely not treating your time well. Business and entrepreneurship in general is a game of managing limited resources. Time and money. When we fail, it's because we've run out of one or both of these two things. And if we understand the true value of our time, we know that we can always use it to make more money. The entrepreneurs that really understand this have a massive competitive advantage, and it all starts with a simple shift in perspective. In this video, I'll show you the five steps to reevaluating your time and getting the max out of your most limited resource. Now, the first step is we have to calculate what an hour of your time is truly worth. Most people simply take their earnings or salary and divide it by the number of hours worked. But this isn't an accurate depiction of what your time is actually worth because it takes into account plenty of wasted time as you're likely not using your full eight hour workday efficiently. Instead, we want to know what kind of value we can actually produce with an hour of our time. We want to identify the ROI we generate. Now, if you're just starting out, this will be more theoretical and it can be hard to believe that this is what your time is actually worth. But again, we're after a perspective that will shift our habits. And so we should future pace our worth. So instead of taking what you're actually actually making or what your actual salary is, you should use your desired income or revenue for your company and then use the desired number of hours you want to work. So for example, if my goal is 500,000 per year and I want to work only 40 hours per week and let's say I take two weeks off a year, that means I have 40 hours times 50 weeks in a year that I'm working. So that gives me 2000 hours. Then I divide my $500,000 by my 2000 hours and find that the value of my time is 250 an hour. So even if I'm not making this money yet or I'm working more than 40 hours a week, I want to use my future pace worth to determine the value of my time because I need to act and treat my time as if I already had this in place. Remember, we get to our future goals by changing our habits now. And if I know that the true value of my time is $250 an hour, I'm going to act very differently than if I use my actual salary. So if I'm already running an established company and my revenue is at a steady level, I can use actual numbers. You can also use actual numbers from activities you're doing now. So for example, if I spend 10 hours a week on sales calls and I bring in an average of $8,000 in revenue each week from those calls, then the value of my time is 8,000 divided by 10, giving me $800 an hour. Now, based on where you are in your journey, you'll decide if it's better for you to use actual numbers or future paced numbers. So now that you know the true value of your time, the next step is understanding the idea of opportunity cost. Now you might remember this from your college economics class, but it's the cost of saying yes to something. So by saying yes to something, you inherit 
inherently have to say no to something else. You say no to your next best alternative. And opportunity cost is just a way of defining what you're foregoing. So you can now make decisions based on your hourly rate and opportunity cost. When faced with the choice of whether you should clear out your inbox or make a new YouTube video, consider the value of your time. So if I say yes to clearing out my inbox, the value generated from that activity is probably a fraction of my 250 or $800 hourly rate we found earlier. But if I say yes instead to creating that YouTube video, knowing that every time I do, I can generate a certain number of leads and ultimately a sale or two, maybe worth $3,000 for example, then that is the better use of my time. I should forego the thing of lesser value. We often get this backward because in the case of checking email versus doing something to generate actual business, checking email feels like the urgent thing to do. It feels like the most important thing. And let's face it, we feel an immediate hit of dopamine by crossing that off our to-do list. And we can't shake the feeling that we have clients or questions or employee concerns that we feel we need to get back to right away. But the value generated from such an activity is so low that we should limit or eliminate this activity altogether based on looking at the numbers. And even if we miss an important email every now and then, the opportunity cost is still high if I choose to spend my time there over a revenue generating activity. So use the idea of opportunity cost to be ruthless in how you spend your time. Now, the third step is taking a true assessment of how we are currently spending our time. So for a week, track everything you do throughout the day. Write down every single task, habit, minute that you ain't scrolling social media and you'll be shocked at how much time you actually have available to you that you're wasting right now. By tracking every minute of your activity for a week, you'll start to identify gaps in areas where you're spending your time on things that don't matter or where you're losing focus. Are you losing time on your commutes? Are you mindlessly scrolling emails or social media? Are there meetings that you really don't need to be a part of and that's taking away time from other high ROI activities? Do you waste time thinking about what you're gonna eat or what you're gonna wear or what you're gonna do during that hour? At this point, you're also likely seeing tasks that are below your hourly rate and that take up a big chunk of your time. So at the beginning of your entrepreneurial journey, these might be things that you don't really have a choice on doing, but you should seek to eliminate these things as quickly as possible. And that brings me to step number four, eliminate all unnecessary tasks and either eliminate, delegate, or automate any task below your hourly rate. So as a founder or CEO, you should be focused on revenue generating activities. These are things that are generating a return above your own hourly rate. Now, if you take a good look at how you're spending your time and all the tasks that you handle, you'll find that some of them are just completely unnecessary. Eliminate those altogether. Others you'll find are necessary, but aren't a good use of your time. Some of these things can likely be automated for cheaper, faster, and better accuracy than a human could do. So look for automations you can trigger within your email campaigns, within your client onboarding and fulfillment processes, or your operations as a whole. Zapier or a similar software allows you to integrate literally thousands of platforms to trigger actions. It's in if this happens, then do this software. Lastly, anything on your task list that is below that hourly rate, especially if it's something you could give to someone else for $20 an hour or less, you should delegate. You can also outsource a lot of things overseas for two to $4 an hour. And for more help on that, check out some of my other videos, including where to find freelancers. So look at all of your daily tasks, habits, and routines, not just work related. Are you wasting time going to the grocery store when you could pay the same amount or maybe $10 more to have it delivered to your house? Are you wasting time cooking for yourself when you could have someone else do that for you? Now the list on this goes on and on, but this leads into step number five, which is to always pay to get your time back. Again, you can never get more time or get it back, but you can always make more money. So in any instance where you can pay less than your hourly rate to get back your time, you should do it. 
you could use that time to generate a bigger return than what you would save by doing it yourself. So in the end, be ruthless with your time and how you spend it. And hopefully this video gets you thinking about your time and how you use it a little bit differently. So comment down below and let me know what's the biggest thing you're gonna change after watching. And if you wanna know how you can maximize your time on social media in only an hour or two a week, then check out my free training over at get.upperhandcreative.com learn to see how you can get hours of your time back and get a bigger return from your content.